Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Should, should we unwrap it? Should we tap and unwrap? What was that? Um, hello, everybody, and <laughs> welcome to episode two of series two of Making the Cut. I'm Davina McCall. And I'm Michael Douglas, currently unwrapping something. Yeah. For um, your delight. For your delight, our delight. Um, it is a listener recommendation. Should I say listener or should I just call him one of your best mates? He's one of your best mates, we yeah. can call him that. Yeah. And he also listens, he's a mixture of both of those things. Great, there's quite a few of those. Yeah, there is. Quite a few of your best mates listen. I, well, a lot of my old friends listen that I used to hang around with like 25 years ago have tapped into this. One, as you should get a mention, is Gif. Gif? Gif, Martin Gifford he's called. And he's my oldest to, friend. Gif, you've got to put, because there's a picture of GIF on your wall in your kitchen. There is, yeah. And you need to post that picture on post the entire app. Yeah, okay. That's so a great we can idea. all see GIF, because I saw GIF yeah. in that picture last night. You've never because, seen GIF before, right? No. This week we are recording from Michael's Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, which is famous if you listen to his hair talks on his Instagram page on Wednesday oh, night. Oh, yeah. It um, it's famous. Semi-famous. It's yeah. well. It's a bit like so. Michael and I this week we've been working on the Masked Singer, mm. and I got to see backstage last night, and I got so overexcited about seeing where the Masked Singers stand and do their little bit. Oh, you were between. there. Yeah, that backstage. Yes. And I had to get ushered through quite quickly and avert yeah. my eyes and everything in case I saw someone. But I was so excited to see that side of the workings because I'm never allowed back there. Now, I have seen the celebrities with... What? Uh, no, no, no. I don't mean... I don't know who they are. Oh, but okay. I've seen their bodies. What? But Yeah. But weirdly, they wear a black visor. Yes. But it's ironic that they were wearing visors last year. We were so ahead of our time. (laughs) Yes, now now we're all wearing visors. (laughs) It's like we're all the mask singer. Anyone could be the singer. The irony of seeing the mask singers up on the stage and then the entire studio audience also all in masks is quite weird. Asking for the removal of a mask. (laughs) Take it off. God, please Please let me take it off. Please can we take ours off? Um, Oh, so you saw backstage that backstage. That's another backstage altogether. It was really exciting. You are access all areas. All areas. Mm. So, it's very nice to be here. Thank you for having me uh, into your kitchen. Uh, it's a total pleasure, as you can see. You're surrounded by condiments. Yes, we'll get... and uh, this is also worth a photo. Oh, I, I was going to put. I'm going to post this. This is my condiment tree. We've had lots of messages of people saying, "Oh my god, I've really upped my condiment game since episode whatever of making the cut." But the condiment situation is outrageous. The condiment situation is amazing. Condiments are king. It's my favourite Lego character in the Lego movie, the the Condiment King. He squirts a ketchup mustard. It's you. I am the condiment. That is you. Yeah. Should we start with a condiment? So totally, yeah. It seems like the the most appropriate thing to do. So let talk me through Pip. 
So uh, I met Pip when I was probably about 18, 17 or 18. I'd left home and I lived in this in this house in, in Leyland. But Pip was like the magnum PI of Leyland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him. He was like a movie star. And he's such a man. He's very manly. Very manly. He had a beard, he had long hair and he had a Hawaiian shirt on and he drove a Range Rover when he was about like oh, 24 or something. Can you get a picture of that? But possibly, yeah, possibly. And he was a water skier and all sorts of things. He was quite an exotic character in Leyland. Yeah, but he's so funny because he's still exotic. Yeah, he's quite exotic, he isn't he? He can do a lot of really cool stuff. Yes, he's a proper man. On water. Uh, yes, lives on water. He lives in Lake Windermere and he owns a wake surfing company. I think it's wake surfing. You it surf, is. yeah. You surf I call the it wake of the boat. Yes. So he owns a wake surfing called Windermere Wake Surfing uh, Company. And I, he's taken me wake surfing and I have wake surfed within 15 minutes of tuition from Oh, well, you could, I mean, you can recommend that. It is a bit oh, of nepotism. Yeah. But it is something right, that our listeners would really enjoy. Yeah. And you've got maybe a couple of months left to wake surf in yes. nice-ish weather. And he's just got a brand new boat and it is a dream of really? a boat. Yeah, God, it's absolutely gorgeous. So, Windermere Wake Surfing, follow it on Instagram, we'll put a post up. But if you're going to Lake District, book in for an hour or something like that. I think it's 120 quid an hour. And but, you'd be amazed at what you can learn. But, yeah, four or five hour. of you can get yeah. on the boat in that, in that time. And he has this headset, you put a helmet on and a headset, and then he talks to you from the boat. Oh, so you're the in the water and he can direct you. So he can direct you. And you're, you're up very quickly. Me and, the, and both kids did it last summer. And I was amazed that all of us wake surfed. And you wake surf without a rope. So you pulled by a rope initially, and then you let go of the rope and you just surf the wake. That video of you doing it is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's brilliant, isn't it? I was like, there must be a rope. How is that happening? Yeah. How are you keeping up with the boats? Physics. It's physics. And science and nature, I think, yeah. is all kicking off. I've known Pip all that time, really. So I, he had a big house. He got he was divorced at like 23. So he had this great big four-bedroom house and he was rattling around in it. So he put three of his best mates in oh, it. Oh, God, I bet that was carnage. I wasn't one of his best mates at the time, but I quickly became <laughs> his best mates because I wanted a room in that house. <laughs> so we all lived together. Me, Digger Barnes, Pip, and a guy called John Massey, who's changed his name, I think, since then for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it was for two or three years, probably the greatest two or three years of my life. It was hilarious. And then I moved to London and we stayed in touch. You know, he's now one of my kind of best, closest and most brilliant friends. So we all got together mm-hmm. recently and we were talking about the podcast and Pip got very excited about Stokes Ketchup. Yeah. Which is basically a must have. And I said, yeah, but is it as good as Heinz? Because I am a Heinz all the way. And I have tried other ketchups, I just wanted to say. Me too. By the way, that's a neighbour's dog. I'm just, for the record, letting everybody know that that is not your dog. (laughs) That's a sort of private joke. Yeah. I wonder if you've ever tried Wonder Chup. So Wonder Chup is another kind of ketchup replacement. It's got no sugar in it. I mean, Wonder Chup isn't ketchup. It is a a tomato-based something. It feels extremely healthy. Yeah, it's more of a tomato sauce, but this can't is... can't read it, my eyesight's getting so bad. Stokes tomato ketchup, and Pip is not the only person that has recommended yes. Stokes. We've had a few listeners say you've got to try Stokes. So, tomatoes, there mm. is unrefined... What are those? These are my cheap glasses, plus ones, from Tiger, the Flying Tiger. Shut up, they yeah. are... They're amazing. Are they? But they are... 
Wait, give me a picture. Oh my God, this is amazing. I love you so much. What? What, what, what about? Are you laughing at me? Or... I can't tell. I don't know if I'm laughing or loving or what. Show me the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, like some kind of cartoon character. Like what? Yes. I was just trying to read this bit here so yeah. I put these glasses on, which I would recommend, by the way. They come in plus ones, plus twos and plus threes. I've got a plus three somewhere for when I'm model making. I mean, Flying Tiger's ridiculous. It's great. £2.50 these are. It's so good. It's not a single-use plastic. I've had these for a year now and I use them all the time. So just to set the record straight there. We only do delicious. That's what, sorry, that's what I was trying to read. Okay. Work out well, and I'm just reading the ingredients. Yep. It is tomatoes, mm-hmm. unrefined raw cane sugar... Spirit vinegar, cornflowers, sea salt, garlic powder. So, I mean, there is sugar in it. Yep. But I think that's what makes ketchup ketchup. I I could probably dip something in it. I don't... I'm just going to dip my finger in it. Okay. Chipstick here. Okay. That's what I'm going to get chipstick. Um, Classically difficult to get out of the bottle. That's a good sign though, right? Yeah, good sign. The texture is good so far. Okay. It's very dark. It's dark. It's much darker than a Heinz. It looks like a barbecue sauce, really. Yeah. I'm going to dip my finger in it. Okay. Steady on. (laughs) (gasps) What? Holy. Macaroni. Oh, my God. That's really good. I think what I'd like to dip in it most of all is a Greg sausage roll. Oh, wow, it's good, isn't it? Oh, my God, it's so good. It's the garlic, I think. Mm. Seriously nice. It's very smooth, mm-hmm. obviously, it needs to be smooth, but there's none of that kind of, um, doesn't feel like pulped tomatoes. No, no. Really smooth, very sweet, which I'm afraid we've all come to sort of mm. need in a ketchup. Yeah, I, but I've got I've got to say I think I prefer that to to Ta- Heinz to Heinz, which I never mm. ever thought in a million years I would ever say. Well, it's a, it's very very good. This is Heinz. Let's just put a square. Oh, we got my God! We can do a compare yeah. and contrast. Condiment King. Oh yeah, look, it's much darker than yeah. Heinz. Yeah, and in fact, the Heinz looks very synthetic all of a sudden, doesn't it, compared to the Stokes? Right, um, I'm going to try the it. try the Heinz. Yes, and interestingly, it tastes more synthetic. Mm. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Mm. God, it's much sweeter. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. The Stokes tastes much more tomatoey. But also garlicky. Well, listen, Mm -hmm. everybody that's listening, uh, we are not dissing Heinz in any way, but we are highly recommending that you all go and try a Stokes tomato ketchup. I have seen it is it's extraordinary. insane. I've seen it in Sainsbury's and Waitrose and all that stuff. I'm sure I have, yeah. Because I couldn't find it in Sainsbury's, but Your Sainsbury's maybe Tunbridge it might Wells, be though. my... Oh, yeah. no, bad? Yeah, it's not nearly as good as Sainsbury's St Albans. I mean, come on. Stokes, I'm trying to look for the price because I'd quite like to do a price comparison. Could you look up on yours? Because suddenly I have to prove that I'm not a robot to oh, um, Google. God. I mean... Um, Stokes get chop, and I'm going to look up Heinz and look at the price. Yeah, Waitrose Tesco's it says. Yeah. Mm, Two pound forty nine at Waitrose. Yeah, well, it's it's two pounds fifty for ketchup, um, Heinz tomato ketchup, mm. but for it looks much? like quite a 
It's a big bottle, that, is it? 460 grams, and, and this yours? is 300 grams. Okay, so Stokes is more expensive, but I would mm. say if you can afford it, it's a good purchase. It would be worth it. It is very good. It's very, 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 very nice. Just, I've gone to a website here called the Cotswolds Fair, and you can buy six 580-gram bottles of it for £15.70. That's a bargain. I got six of these. Uh, 300 mils. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's absolutely gorgeous. I am very much looking forward to yeah. buying pastry-based products and so, eating it with it. I have also got another condiment for you to try next time because um, when people talked about Stokes tomato ketchup, they also then said garlic mayonnaise. Oh, I love garlic mayonnaise. Well, Stokes make a garlic mayonnaise. Oh, do they? Yes, and it's in my fridge and I forgot to bring it. So that can be next week. Next week, so I'd like um, to do that. Do you know what we should do then for next week? Is we, I should maybe fry some calamari or something we could dip into yes. the, the, the thing. Or just chips. Chips. Let's do chips. I'll do chips. The other thing mm, is... You haven't got we, a deep fat we, fry. We, we yeah. ne- I haven't got a deep fat fry, no. Got to get you one of them. Um, Happy birthday. It's soon. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm terrified. Just want to say that Stokes do not pay us. We are not paid by any of the businesses that we feature. Mm. They didn't give us the products to try out. We would always be very transparent about that. I bought the ketchup. Yeah, we're not paid by anybody yet, which is heartbreaking, <laughs> it's really. really. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stokes, if you're listening. <laughs> I've got one big thing I want to talk about, but um, I feel like I want sure. to do that. Should we net- do another little thing? Yeah, let's do another first. little thing. Yeah. So I quickly wanted to talk to you about candy floss grapes. <laughs> yeah. Because if you haven't tried them yet, they are ridiculous because they actually do genuinely taste like cotton candy. Yeah, but if you notice, there's another variety now. Well, there's of loads of them. They're all springing up. They've all got there's different flavors. There's strawberry grapes. There's yes. muscat grapes. There's because what they're doing, so candy floss grapes were yep. developed by this horticulturist called David Kane. Mm-hmm. They're California based, and he is actually a fruit breeder, <laughs> which is such an odd concept. Oh my god! So that is a it's title. called Fruit Breeder International Fruit Genetics. Wow! So they they are now, but like they're doing constantly with blooming puppies. Mm-hmm. Nothing's just. A pug anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a puggle, fuggle, yeah, yeah. boggle, poodle, puddle. Puggle? Is a puggle a dog then? A puggle a, is a poodle and a pug. And a pug. Yeah. Wow. So it's a hybrid of grapes, but then, don't look at my Okay, writing, sorry, no, no, I'm not looking at them. But then, because I, I want to ask you a question, yeah. but then they took a hybrid of two grapes. I guess you mix the grapes, you taste it, and you think, well, what does that taste like? Yeah. And he has come across a cotton candy grape. It is the sweetest grape I've ever mm. eaten in my life. Like a few years ago, when we were having a chat and you were talking about if you wrapped a grape up in oh, yeah, um, tin foil, tin foil yeah. and gave it to a small child and said, here's a sweetie, they would 100% be so happy with that. Oh, it would be the most amazing sweet you'd ever put in your mouth. Like, forget a quality street or yeah. a Haribo or whatever. If you put a grape in your mouth and thought, it's a sweet, like you unwrapped it, you'd go like, Wow. Where, where can I get a pack of them from? Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So cotton candy grapes are that, yes. effectively. My son can demolish a box of cotton mm. candy. I mean, we have to buy sort of four at a time. Do you think they're sweeter? Do you think there's more sugar in Def- them or something? Well, they, they must be higher in fructose. If it tastes sweeter, it mm. must have more fructose in it, maybe. Well, it'd be interesting to find that out, actually. I'm going to do a bit of digging around on that, because it is quite interesting. 
or maybe it's just that your recept you know like your receptors in your mouth receive the flavors differently or something yeah. like that you know yeah we should you know. we should look mm, into I'd that like to know yeah and i came across three other hybrid names okay i had to look them up yeah what they were so one was pluots right what's that pluots grape yeah. no it's not a grape oh it's what not is a, grape. a pluot it's a fruit who oh, is it a pluot this is a bit difficult though because yeah, okay. it is a hybrid of the prunus Okay, types. so it's a prune. Like so a any kind of prunus, plum, yeah. pitted uh-huh. fruit, it's a blend of those and it would be called a pluot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, this is an easy one. Okay. A peacherine. Or a nectarine, a peach. But I don't really understand why would you blend those two because the same, one's got they? fur and one hasn't, but, but they effectively taste the same. they taste the same. I totally agree. So what has it got? A little bit of fur? Yeah. Like what would the... It's what's, a bit of fluff. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, they're not pointing. Okay, okay, next one, cherum. A cherry and a bomb. Plum, cherry a and plum. a plum. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I was like... Cherry and a plum. Um, so it's a no. fruit with a stone. Yeah, go on. Oh, I love that. You went all serious Yes, there. because cherry is my all-time favourite fruit, and I would say plum is my next all-time favourite Oh. Fruit. So where can I get a cherub? I am going cherub. to find you one. Oh, God. And I will bring it I to you. I would really be happy about that. Would you? The other thing I love, a green what? gauge. Oh, I love a green gauge. Oh, what? Why, why, why are they why being are they restricted not everywhere? from... Yeah. The only place I can get those is Costco. You go to Costco, you, but you have to buy like 13 kilos of them. You can't, <laughs> don't get anything less than that. But um, green gauge, funnily enough, feels old-fashioned. Yeah, it does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it's it like, like a gooseberry. It feels yeah. like an old-fashioned... We're talking next level 2030 yeah. kind of fruits here. Fruit These science. are like the next gen fruits. Um, um, but I'm going to find you a cherum and I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very excited about yeah. that. So what's he called? A fruit breeder, this guy. David, yeah. what? A fruit breeder. He's called David Kane. He's in breeder. California. Oh, and he's in Ch- he does international fruit genetics. It's quite easy to breed two dogs, right? You get one to have yeah, sex with the other. Yeah, but That's how do you it. do? How do you do fruit? You do fruit. Yeah. You insert and seed into the other seed. Think of all the all the food that we could be blending. Yes. Well, there was that story about carrots used to be purple, didn't they? And then they they blend, breeded them to be orange. I didn't know that. Did you not know that? No. Carrots were originally purple, I've but seen nobody purple carrots. Yeah. Well, that's what they originally were. Uh, and then they breeded them in some way to make them orange so people would kind of eat them more. No. I mean, I don't know how true that story is, but somebody has told me that, that cur- per- per- carrots were purple. What is wrong with your mouth today? Well, shall we discuss why I might be... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never be hosting this morning at this rate. The editor of this morning will listen to this episode and go, God almighty, you can barely speak, that guy. We'll never screen test those two for for this show. Why would I be stumbling with my words right so, now? So, <clears throat> after we reviewed Alpha Brain, yeah, we thought nootropics were quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So last week, I went online to see if there were other nootropics, which are uh, brain feeders. Alpha Brain is you can't get it anywhere. It's just sold out everywhere. Isn't yeah. It? It's amazing that, isn't yeah. it? I wonder if that's just Instagram. I mean, I think Joe that's Rogan's America, podcast. though, and you have to ship it over from America, okay. and there is one distributor here, oh, okay. and they've just run out. So this is called Focus, 
and it is by Brainzyme, founder on Amazon, and it supports clearer thinking and get more done. However, this one, unlike um, Alpha Brain, Alpha Brain, Alpha Brain. They call it drug-free because it has no stimulants in it whatsoever. It's got no caffeine, yes. no guarana, no stimulants, not yeah. natural stimulants. Yeah, no not CBD or anything no, like that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all herbs. And I actually really liked Alpha Brain. This focus, however, has got a bit of guarana in it. Okay. And guarana is the thing that... Um, it's a stimulant it's It's a natural caffeine I wouldn't like to say it's better for you than caffeine because I don't know I'm not a nutritionist but it's a natural form of caffeine but I think that it's an uncomfortable feeling so we took two this morning each yes that it's completely natural it isn't a drug of any sort I drink a lot of caffeine in a day yeah and I don't like the feeling that that gives me and how are you feeling now? We took this about half an hour ago. I'm feeling all right. Yes. I feel like you've got the jitters. I do feel like I've got the jitters a bit. Yeah. I don't feel like that. But caffeine doesn't affect me no, in the same way it that really it affects, affects you. Me. So I can drink yeah. a cup of coffee and go to bed. Mm-hmm. It is worth pointing out that we've both exercised this morning. We've both ran 5K and we've done a workout. I'm quite proud um, of that. Very. You should be very proud. We did mm. a very good run. It was very hot. So it might be also the exercise is difficult, isn't it? Unless you did a kind of trial over a long period of time mm. to work out. But I took this about an hour ago, took two of them. It says on the pack to take two to three, but I only weigh about nine and a half stone. So I'm always on, I always err on the side of caution. There's yes. not that much blood in my body for me to be taking three of these. The writing's so small, I can't even read the back of it. But um, take two to three capsules with a large glass of water without food for best results. For example, 30 minutes before or 60 minutes after food. But I would say you wouldn't want anybody under 18. No. If you want a stronger effect, increase the dosage. Don't take more than six capsules in any Oh, my day. God. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Somebody would take six of those. Mm. I definitely wouldn't do that. You'd be, you would feel horrible if you took that many. But, I mean, if you were 15 stone or something, it probably would I mean, it'd oh, be... I don't know. Be... So it's got ginseng in it. It's got guarana seed. That's the thing that's... Um, okay. It's got turmeric. It's got camellia. I don't really know what that means. It's got ginkgo bilboa, which um, these are all the things that were in... Alpha brain. Alpha brain. Okay. Except for um, the guarana. They okay. don't have guarana in it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how we get on over the next half hour if my words can start to... Oh, hello. Cohesive. <laughs> cocaine, One capsule <laughs> contains approximately 40 milligrams of caffeine, plant source equivalent. Oh, okay. Equivalent to one third of a cup of filter coffee. Yeah. So one one capsule is equivalent to a third of a cup of filter coffee. Okay. Yeah, well, I think in a strong cup of coffee, it's 120 milligrams of caffeine. Mm. I did read, do you know that caffeine's got half-life, I think, six hours? So after you've drunk your cup of coffee, six hours later, half of the caffeine is still in you. So if you drink How another cup sleep, of coffee, if you drink another cup of coffee within that six-hour period, so you can get a build-up, basically, of caffeine that's always floating around your system. I don't know, but you sleep quite remarkably this well. This is interesting. Um, Brainzyme is supported with a Scottish Government Innovation Grant. Ah, yeah. Well, they want them to work a bit harder up there, don't they? That's the thing. <laughs> I'm Scottish, by the way, so I can make Scottish jokes, I think. You're allowed. I want to hear about your documentary because you okay. told me a bit about this yesterday. And yeah. it sounds absolutely 
It, Fantastic. It, it is great. I mean, it's something for the husbands and the men, well, potentially. But, but, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Can, yeah. I, can I just stop you right there? Yes, you can. That's actually insulting. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it on the chin. Cheryl and I both want to watch it, so that was sexist. Okay. It was a bit sexist. I, okay. Take, okay. I take it back. Okay. So... Uh, people will remember I recommended the Vietnam War documentary by Ken, Bur- uh, Ken Burns and Lynn Novick a while ago, which is still just an outstanding bit of work. It's gone off Netflix and I'm getting lots of people messaging us saying, where can I get this Vietnam War docs? It's gone off Netflix. What Netflix do is they buy a license for a certain period of time and uh, then the license runs out. So they take I it off. I didn't know that. And then they'll, they usually buy the license again and then you'll get it back. So it probably will come back. If not, you can buy these things on Amazon for about one eighty nine an episode if you buy it in standard definition, which I have to say I would recommend if you're going to buy a movie, I would just buy everything in standard definition. Yes, you're, I hate HD. I hate HD. Your eyes probably aren't good enough anyway to be watching HD. I mean, it's just incredibly weird, I think, and it turns everything kind of slightly surreal. It's too lifelike. Yeah. So I'd only I buy stuff yeah. in standard definition myself. So this is a, a, an earlier documentary that, that that he made before the Vietnam War one, and it's actually just called The War. I don't think there is such a thing as a good war. There are sometimes necessary wars. And I think one might say just wars. And that never, I never questioned the necessity of that war, and I still do not question it. Is it made by the same person that made the Vietnam? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, he has a history of making these documentaries. So he made one about the Civil War, I believe, which is when he became very famous, I think, for making it. Then he made the Vietnam War. Are you going to watch that next, the Civil War? I, I think I probably will, yeah. yeah. But Andy, my very good friend, has put me on to a documentary about the Watergate scandal that was made last year, and he says it's fantastic. So that's next on my list. I love Watergate, and I love yes, the Nixon controversy. Yes, do you know, I, I think... Can we watch that together? I'd love to do that, yeah. yeah. I, I think what happened with Richard Nixon altered politics around the world forever mm. and ruined it, really, mm. because we then realised that politicians lie, lie mm. and you just can't trust them. But up to that point, I think, generally speaking, you thought they were decent, honourable yeah. people that yeah. had your back and Nixon blew it yeah, for right, the world. Actually. Yeah, it, it's absolutely shocking, I think. Uh, that. So anyway, I can't wait to watch that. But anyway, this one's called The War. And it's based around four small American towns. Can't remember what they all are. Sacramento, uh, Mobile, Alabama, and uh, there's two others. But essentially, from the eyes of those small towns, they experience the war. Now, my experience of the Second World War has always been Dunkirk, the D-Day landings, mm. the race to Berlin. Mm. In Russia, they call it the Great Patriotic War. and We always call it World War Two, but it's largely us against the Nazis, you know. And I don't know a lot about the Italian involvement. I don't know a lot about North Africa. I know bits and pieces, but not that much. And then I really don't know very much about the Japanese and the American war, but that was their war, arguably. And it starts a year or two after uh, 1939. It starts about 1941, I think, Pearl Harbor. And, um, Can oh, I ask you yes. something? Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Did, did, sorry, I'm such a Neanderthal. It, you're not at all, history. because... Did the Brits get involved in the, the Japanese American war. Japanese. Not really, no. 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 But, like, it's amazing that the Americans got so involved for us. Yes, we needed them, I think. Yeah. I think we, um, well, they, all they of our really supplies. did. I mean, that's why we have that but special friendship. Anyway, in, carry on. In 1941, I mean, the, the, the things you learn in these documentaries are so good. I mean, it's like going back to school and doing 
you know, a year's solid work just mm. on World War Two. I mean, I just learned so much considering mm. I thought I knew a lot anyway. But in 1941, the American army was smaller than Romania's army. It was tiny, had 140,000 soldiers. What? In it. There's nobody in it. They barely had any aircraft. They barely had any warships. They had virtually nothing, really. They couldn't fight a war. Really? When the Japanese went and, and bombed Pearl Harbor, they had nothing in, in preparation to deal with that at all. What they managed to do in a six-month to a year period is transform themselves into the biggest fighting machine in the world. And it's an incredible kind of achievement, that, to turn that wow. around in such a short space down. So every factory in America that was making cars started making tanks, like... Everything just grind to a halt. Nobody made anything other than things for war. Bullets, helmets, wow. clothing. Everybody got stuck in. Wow. But one of the things that's... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Amazing about it that you learn, and I'll, I'll do a few spoilers in, in here, but is that, you know, black people weren't allowed to work on building ships or anything. They were allowed to, to lug stuff around, you know, to help people build ships, but they weren't allowed on riveting duties. They weren't allowed... I think it, what, in uh, 1941? 1941, no. yeah, yeah. It, was, it's, it, it transformed uh, the idea of equality as well. I mean, people always say that there's two things that, that equalise the world, war and pestilence, and you can see how it happens, even at a kind of very low level, is that in the end, they really needed these black people. So you see them start to integrate more and more, and then they become foremans, and then they become shipbuilders, but they weren't allowed to join the Royal Marines. At the beginning. People, at the beginning. But then by the end they were? At the end of the war, as long as they went straight to the front line. No! Yeah, yeah, oh I mean, God, it's astonishing. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. So it's not just a documentary about war, it's a documentary about America. Social history. Uh, yeah, and the transformation that took place between all these ethnic groups. The other thing is that if you were an American citizen but born to Japanese ancestry, you were put straight in prison as soon as Pearl Harbor took place. So even if you were born in the States... Even if you were an American citizen but had Japanese parents, you were put straight in a concentration camp and treated (gasps) appallingly. It's incredible what happened there. So that's another aspect that I knew nothing about. So you were an American person, you know. And these Japanese Americans wanted to fight against their own... People. Yeah, for their country, they but allowed. they weren't allowed. 
they were later on again, you know, in the end, yes. the army basically said, we'll take anyone who will fight, yes. you know. So there's all that side of it as well, which is utterly fascinating what you learn. And then there are these amazing heroic stories in there because you mm. get these talking heads of these people who are now in there. I mean, the, the documentary was made in 2007, I think. So mm. you get these people in their 70s and 80s as wow. talking heads telling you a little bit about what their involvement was at the beginning and how they wanted to go to war and fight for their country and stuff like that. And you think, oh, look at this old guy who went to fight. As the documentary goes on, you learn about what they did. I mean, it literally reduces you to tears of, of, of what they went through and the experiences they had, the people they lost, how they're still alive. And when you see them as old people, you know, you just, it's hard to comprehend the things they did. It was the first war that was properly documented by photographs and video, but there is video of, and, and photographs of these people as young men fighting, wow. getting out of planes, on fire, shooting people, you know, like, it's just incredible the stories you hear. And when you see them as old men and then you see them as young men, what's that like? It's just fascinating. I can't even begin because you can see they're the same person. You can see the shape of their face and their eyes and stuff like that. And you go, God, it's the same person. But he's 22 years old there. and he's probably, 22. Well, maybe even younger. Some of them are 19, 18, <gasps> 19. And I if, thought yesterday you told me about a pilot and you said he was a pilot and he was 21 or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking... A 21-year-old pilot, that is so young. And the f bravery, that, that story was mm. so completely extraordinary. He must have thought in that instance that he was going to die at mm. least five or six times. Oh, every time you go out, I guess. He said he'd go out with five planes and he'd be the only plane that came back, you know. The footage they've got is amazing, but I keep asking myself, why am I enjoying watching these documentaries? What is it I like about them? Is it a bit weird that I'm watching all this death and destruction and all the rest of it? But I think, after quite a bit of analysis, I think it's it makes me feel so grateful mm. and so happy to be living in this, this time mm. where none of us or our kids or anything will ever really have to strap on a gun and do that. Yeah, It's very strange. And, of course, you, you hear these talking head interviews from these people that say that the idea of ever killing somebody was so far from from anything I could ever really think of doing. And then my friend got hit direct by a mortar shell and all I found of him was his foot. And um, he said, I picked up a gun and was desperate to kill. And he said, and I killed hundreds and hundreds of Germans oh or Japanese God. or whatever. And you think, God, like, it's in everybody, the capacity yeah. and the ability to kill. Do you kill, think it is? It? Yeah, I do, I completely do. And I think that's the amazing thing about watching these documentaries is you realise that it is within everybody. It, under the right circumstances, you would, you would and do would it. And would you, do you think that once you have killed and then you go back to normal life, you are... You're different. I think you, well, you different must forever. be different, but is there a sense of guilt? Is there a sense of well, regret, remorse? I'm on episode four and mm. I, I, I would assume as we go along, we'll, we'll mm. find a bit, bit more about that. But... You know, there's people killing each other at close quarters and all sorts of stuff, and the stories of that, you know. But the, one of the amazing things is this Japanese guy takes his son to the bus. So the Japanese have now been allowed to fight for the Americans. And his dad drops him off at the bus, and they sat on the bus together. And his dad looks at him and he says, Dad's Japanese, you know, doesn't really speak any American. But he says, this country has been good to our family. It's given me a job. It's given us a home. And it's given you an education. And he says, 
we must honour this country. <laughs> you think, it's put you in prison for God's sake, mm -hmm. you know. And he said, and if you die, die with honour, you know. And then he says goodbye oh. to his son. And it's just breathtaking, you know, mm -hmm. that what people go through and then what they go on to do. And then hearing these stories years later from these old men what, about what they did. But do it's you brilliant. also think mm -hmm. part of the reason why you like watching something like that is because, I mean, I'm just throwing it mm -hmm. out there, biologically, you as a man, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you do have that kind of fight club, fight, kind of survive mm. man thing going on, mm. biologically. Yeah, yeah, I think where, so. You know, it's a personality where trait. You will, not, you, you will not get to do that. Yes. I mean, that's what that film Fight Club was all about. It's yeah, having an outlet no to put it, yeah. where you can go and put all that mm. testosterone and aggression. Mm. If you, I think, if you, you know, yeah. if for something, you know, going to just have a fight on Saturday night outside the pub, you know, that is not positive. But when you're fighting a war and you're defending your country, and mm. you can go and channel all of that yeah. kind of testosterone and aggression somewhere because you're doing it for a purpose. Mm. We don't have that anymore. Like what? Where are men and mm. women going? Like, what are we doing? One of the other fascinating things is it goes back to America quite a lot and looks at what the women were doing back in America and how they all went to work in these munitions factories. And there was a very famous riveter called Rosie the Riveter. I don't think you ever heard of <laughs> no. her. But I mentioned her the other day to these two clients that I was doing. They went, oh, yeah, Rosie the Riveter. Like, she was legendary. Everybody knew about her. Like, she became... Why? Well, she was just this kind of famous woman who riveted planes and they were putting them out at 10,000 a week or something, these aeroplanes. She became the foreman of this huge factory and became the chief riveter, you know, overseeing all these other men that were riveting, mm. you know. And of course, a woman had never been in a position like that before. Mm. But there was the, the teacher at the nursery that said Rosie used to come up and collect her kids after she'd finished at the factory. And she'd have mm. the welding mask on, <laughs> the big gloves on and all that and walk mm. into school and pick up her kids. So that was great. And, and there's just lots of stories about what women went through during the war. But the worst things, obviously, is finding out that their kids were, were dead. And there's this one woman, which is the Saving Private Ryan story, which she had five kids in the war and four of them were dead. And one of them was ordered home immediately because they couldn't bear to, to know this woman had lost all her kids, you know. And, of course, the Private Ryan story is that, isn't it? You know, mm. where they go and try and find Private Ryan because all his brothers have mm. been killed. So whether that's a, an inspiration for that film or not, I don't know. But I couldn't recommend it enough. It's num It gets nine on IMDb. Wow. The music wow, is nine. nine. Yeah. It's narrated by all sorts of brilliant actors. Tom Hanks narrates big chunks oh, of it. Oh, really? You'll recognise several other big voices in there. Samuel L. Jackson's in there as well. Wow. And then there's one key narrator who, who's just got a great voice. But there's no better documentary maker in the world, I don't think, than, than Ken Burns and Lynn Novick. And there's seven episodes. They're two hours long. It's quite long, isn't so it? So it's great. You don't have to sit it all in one sitting. I just watch it in chunks, like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, a bit when I get into bed. And wherever I'm just, you know, having a cup of tea and relaxing, yeah. I'll just watch 10, 15 minutes of it. But it, it's just brilliant and it's something everybody should watch. Mm. I think kids should watch, certainly over the age of 14, I would say, because there is some horrific photographs mm. in mm. in the thing. And to go on IMDb, have a look at some of the reviews and things like that. Mm. But um, it is amazing. I was just having a look here. There was one other thing that, that, that they'd said about um, the Japanese soldiers, these Americans saying the Japanese soldiers were the most ferocious soldiers you could ever fight. Mm. And it says that uh, if you rounded up, it's 50,000 Americans rounded up 50,000 Germans mm. with guns and everything, the Germans would surrender. No problem, you know. 
but you said you, you could surround one Japanese soldier with 50,000 Americans and you'll fight until the death. Mm. He'll still keep shooting at you. Mm. So he said you had no option but to kill them all. You, mm. They would never surrender, you know. Mm. And it is a frightening thought that when people just won't give up. And obviously that's why they ended up dropping the atomic bomb on there because they had no choice really. They just would not stop fighting. Mm. You know? But um, anyway, it's brilliant. So kids, dads, ladies, daughters, you Sorry, definitely go and watch so it. So they dropped the atomic bomb to stop the Japanese fighting? Yeah, because they just wouldn't give up. Wow. And it was like, okay, we're going to have to drop the A-bomb, you know, because what else do we do? The amount of people dying on both sides was just... Catastrophic. Catastrophic and untenable. It was like, it, it can't go on. So in the end, they just dropped those two War atomic bombs. was brutal. <laughs> God. In those days. Yeah. Wasn't it? We'll never see war like that again, I don't think. It'll all be a cyber war now, I would have thought, and sanctions and stuff like that. I, mean, I can't cyber imagine war be a could kill a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But I don't think there'll be a ground no, war like that be again. A war. But the other thing that's interesting in there is the DDA landings are all in there. Everything's in there from about 1941 till the end of the war. Oh, so but it is actually, it covers everything. It covers everything, yeah. And there is obviously the British involvement, but it is seen through the eyes of the Americans. And I've never looked at the, the war in that way before. And it's amazing how useless they were to start with, but how brilliantly refined they got towards the end. Mm. And uh, it, it's superb. I absolutely loving all of it. Mm. There isn't a bit of it I don't like. And the way they build the stories around these characters that you fall in love with. Oh. And you hear letters that they wrote back in the day to their mum and pretending everything was all right and all the time, you know, yeah. <laughs> just hanging on by a thread, you know. It's yeah. brilliant. Anyway, prattle on enough. It's it's superb. Go, definitely go and watch it. I couldn't recommend it enough. I've got a couple of things I could talk about. Mm -hmm. One is uh, an Instagram account that I've really, really rather fallen in love with. <sighs> okay. It's called This Is Alice Skinner. Mm -hmm. She's uh, a young girl. She's a London-based illustrator. It's like a um, visual art. Like, it's quite pop arty. It's very accessible. Mm -hmm for young girls but what I like about her is she's an activist so she's always got a message to her art but it's done in a way that is kind of cute and accessible so I've got two teenage girls they are um, just about to turn 17 and 19 and this is the kind of site that I think that girls those at that age you know anyone 15 mm -hmm. to 20 would really like so I went on there last night she's got Nearly 31,000 followers. Wow, great. Which is a lot, right? Yeah, for, She started uploading to Insta in her final year of um, union. She was studying illustration and visual media, and she just started uploading some of her art. And it all just grew from that. And basically, she stands for, you know, the normal woman. She stands for women like me and fighting for women's rights mm -hmm. of all creeds and colours. I went onto her website last night, actually, because... You know, you get into a wormhole when you start kind of looking I at do. somebody and you think, oh, she does prints as well. Because yeah. I thought some of these pictures, I thought, I want them on my wall. Yeah. And I also thought, because my daughter's going to university, I thought, oh, I wonder if she does any prints and I can get one for Holly mm -hmm. to go and have in her room. And I thought, what would talk to Holly? And I found one which I just thought was so brilliant, which was a picture of a woman really enjoying a track. She's got some headphones on. And you can see she's totally into the music. And at the top it says, man, this song is fire. Like, you know, she's so into it. And this is me and Holly. Like, we love our music. We love a bit of hip hop. Yeah. We love a bit of 
we love some grime, we love kind of like various songs, but underneath it says, but it's also offending me to my core. (laughs) 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 And I thought... That sounds well, great because I, some I of the lyrics in totally this song. I totally agree with this. When I hear girls listening oh. to music, that they, they talk about them being hoes and bitches it's and stuff like that. Terrible. How are you listening to this? It's and you know, I mean, I've always had to say to my son when he listens to these songs, I yeah. always say to him quietly afterwards, "You know, this is an inappropriate way to talk about a woman." Yeah. And I say to my girls, "You know, this is an inappropriate way for me," and they're always laughing at me, going, "Yeah, yeah, we know." And I guess I think back to. I'm an antichrist, you know, yeah. I'm an anarchist, all of that, sex pistols. You know, they were offensive to my parents. Yes. Um, punk was terrible. And so I just kind of think, well, maybe it's just today's punk and there's always got to be a type of music mm-hmm. that is going to offend parents. And there should be. Yes. You know, we don't but it, want... it is offensive, though. I mean, calling it, it, girls it, bitches it, and hoes is... It's so it, offensive, offensive. But that has become a terminology that is kind of... Half of the course for 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 guys. It's it's terminology. Yeah, is it? It's not terminology I would ever use. No, but maybe I'm no, just too old. But that's good. But I think as men get older, mm. they stop calling women that. Yeah. I think they might call they, a woman that when they're they learn their lesson. They, they do. Yeah. They do. They get put <laughs> they get, in their place. They get anyway, burnt. whilst I was in the wormhole, yeah. I learned something else new. So uh. I saw the spelling of woman in a different way. Oh, okay. And in our mission. Uh, to try and stay on current. the yeah current uh-huh. and also a bit woke yep like you and me trying to be woke uh-huh. down with the kids it's spelt w o m x n oh yes i've seen have this have you seen it yes so why is it spelt like that do you know i, I have no idea okay, but so it's to be chromosomes it's a feminist term and it is to include trans and non-binary women oh uh, is it and it's still pronounced woman or women, but it's spelt with the X because M-A-N spells man. Oh, okay. Woman. Yeah. And actually, we need to then include trans and non-binary women, so we say woman, but it's spelt with an X instead of an A at the I, end. I have seen that. I thought it was a typo. <laughs> yeah, well, what was interesting was that a girl in the comments yeah. said, I, I think you mean woman, not Yes. W-O-M-X-N and then somebody underneath it yeah. explained and I also thought it was a typo yeah. so I was very pleased that somebody yeah, yeah. had been brave enough to pipe yeah, no, up I mean, I like and I that. learned something then because Alice Skinner deals with like lots of different issues on her page things like um, she's dealt with gender pay gap racial inequality sexual harassment consent mm-hmm. all these things that are really difficult for teenagers and it's very accessible and clever and I do feel like Women like her change, mm-hmm. change the world. They make it a better place. Yeah. And they do it in a very lovely, well, gentle way. I think I have said this in the past that I think art will change the world mm. more so than politics. Mm. And the fact that she's doing it through the medium of mm. art, I think, is is somehow more powerful and mm. more palatable. Well, it's like Banksy. Look at yes. what Banksy says. Yeah, he's done a fantastic, mm. he's done some fantastic things, hasn't he? And opened up people to think about the world in a slightly different way. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, you've shown me some of her artwork now you mentioned that, and it's brilliant. It reminds me very much of that TV show I talked about um, before oh, uh, lockdown. Yes, um, the Midnight that was Gospel. amazing, yes. Yeah, it's the same kind of artwork, isn't it? It's slightly cartoonish, but yes. a bit more grown up, yeah. Uh, it looks great. The other Instagram account I would like to talk about is Jane, yeah. is it Jane Godley, the woman who takes off Nicola Sturgeon. 
We, I'm sure we, already we talked, talked about, about her. her before, but I think she does deserve oh, to be talked about again. Yeah. It is the funniest thing I have ever sure seen. Her name uh, right. Yeah, Jane Godley and her Instagram page, at Jane Godley, is so funny, I think. And it was because at The Masked Singer you got told off for clicking your pen. Yes. Um, because of the sound. But I love that at the end she says, I'll oh, get me clicky pen, Frank, at the door. I want a pie supper. <laughs> It's just so good, but she's got such a great turn of phrase. If you want something funny to listen to, if you've not heard it already, then go on at Jane Godley. There isn't a day goes by where I don't laugh out loud at whatever it is she's doing. I think it's the way the Scottish people say the word fuck. They say it in such a funny way. Can you say it in Scottish? Not really, no, but I mean, you just need to listen to Billy Connolly, I guess. Because if you ever go and see Billy Connolly, he's not actually say anything... He doesn't tell a joke particularly. He just tells you a funny story. In the, such a brilliant in way. Such a brilliant way. It's the delivery, the way it's communicated, mm. but the accent and the language within the accent, the resonance Where's of Billy it. Where's Billy Connolly from? Glasgow. He was a shipbuilder on the Clyde. Like really hard Glasgow. It'd probably if you listened to him in the 70s, it probably right. did, but now he's lived in America for years and all the rest of it. But it is funny how accents really make a big difference. You'd find. Very I love comedians. your mum's accent yes. so much. It's East Coast Scotland, oh. Dundee. So it's I love the East Coast accent oh, more, more than the, so the Glaswegian nice. one. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Even the Aberdeen one's grown on me over the years. Found that a bit h- harsh, but um, I and much prefer to hear it. Way, the way she said curly whirly. Curly whirly. Curly whirly. Yeah. Oh. No, she says other things as well, but I do yeah. like a curly whirly. Oh. Uh, yeah, where'd you meet me, Gran? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, what? What do you say? Uh, very good. I've um, got one more thing that we could do very, very quickly. Great. We've, we've got five we've minutes got left. Five minutes left. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you told me to do in lockdown. Now, you know, sometimes when somebody t- tells you to do something, they mm-hmm. go, This is such a good idea. It's going to save you so much time. It's so helpful. And I don't know what it is, but sometimes it makes you kick against it. Yes. Because somebody's told you to do it. Yep. And that was one of those things. You said you should try the Smart Shop at St. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I much prefer just scanning the stuff myself. And then as I started looking, because you'd sort of... Yeah attuned me to look out for people doing scan and go i started looking at people with their guns scanning yeah. things i got a bit jealous like it felt like they were on a disney ride yes. a sort of buzz lightyear uh ride at magic kingdom and i was like i i want to start zapping things it's a complete game changer if there's mm. anybody listening and i know that all supermarkets do it i'm sorry i've just mentioned sainsbury's that's that's my local, so yeah, it's, I, I, that's it's, the only. But, but my local. I would imagine that all supermarkets do it. They do, and the way that um, it works at Sainsbury's, just to talk you through it, to sort of hold your hand through it, uh, we walk up to the scanner, um, which are in sort of slots at the beginning of the supermarket. You touch the screen, you take the scanner, you then scan your nectar card. You can pick up a nectar card on the spot and start scanning straight away. I did that. I was like, oh, do I have to fill in the thing? No, they said, no, no, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Literally just scan the barcode on the nectar card and off you go. I put the stuff straight in the bag and wait till you take your kids doing it. I mean, Chester was walking around as if he was in an episode 
of the wire or something. I mean, he really like just was shooting everything. Yeah. It was but really it, funny. It literally cuts your shopping time down by at half, least 15, half. 20 minutes. I mean, right? I, yes, I agree. I was so much quicker. What I like, quite like about it is randomly sometimes they'll stop you. I got stopped. Yeah, and they checked and 12 they checked items. And they checked 12 items yeah, or whatever. I had that as well. But that was super quick. Yeah, yeah. I um, was bricking it though because I thought, God, I hope I've scanned everything. Well, I'm pretty sure that it's very easy for people to, to accidentally. Steal stuff. No. To accidentally people, steal I stuff. Don't, Yes, but I don't think that people would mean it. Most nah, people, it's, it would be very easy yeah, to yeah. do that. But she started picking things out of the bag and I was thinking, I don't remember scanning it. I don't even remember buying it, let alone scanning it. You know, she's going, oh yeah, you did that. I was thinking, oh Jesus, thank God. It's terrifying that though. It's like when you get stopped or when you walk through customs at the <sighs> airport and you've never done anything wrong, but you look so guilty. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... honestly, it, I was absolutely flabbergasted. All your stuff's in your bag already. Yeah. You just literally pick the, it up and go. The, the trick is to arrange your shopping trolley with the bags open, ready. So you have a meat bag, a veg bag, and then like pasta bag and all that. And then you, you distribute. I've taken it to another level, but the, that's what I do. This is one of the things. Yeah. You know, this is another one of those things yeah, well, that I just listened to you say and I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, this okay. is this is amazing. Well, thank you. We've had uh, some messages, so let me okay. just uh, let Fran James uh, messaged on Monday. I've got something wonderful for you: Marmite cream cheese from M and S. A Marmite cream cheese. No, I mean, I'm willing to try it. Um, it says heaven on a breadstick, a perfect snack. They've styled it up on a bagel with bacon and avocado. I like to dunk stuff in it. I think it would be gorgeous on okay. ravitas for Davina. Oh, great! Blah blah blah. When I looked online to check before posting, also do a Marmite butter, which we've played around with, I think, put in pasta. She, oh. said, she said, I do my shop at Little, but I top up at M&S. That's what I do. We are on the same friend. Uh, M&S. Yeah, I always top up at M&S. They do those th- three for ten quid on certain meat products that are fantastic. Thanks, Fran. We will have a little look on that. I've written that down. Uh, very good. Fran. Um, She's called Fran? Uh, yes. Tina Large, thank you for the gift that is Ted Lasso. Oh. Why is Friday so far away? It reminds me oh. of Dream Teams. Brilliant and filmed in Richmond with lots of my old haunts. It is Tina Large. You are very welcome. Lauren McGregor, just yeah. listened to your new season podcast. Brilliant. Love it. Did you see my photo above of homegrown Vivaldi potatoes? What? This is right. Yes. They are amazing. Two of uh, my neighbours plus us have a little tatty growing competition each year. Just a bit of fun. And we dig up our first plant together and cook the potato and compare. Ours was astonishingly good. They're growing their own Vivaldis. Stop it. You can get Vivaldi seeds. Yeah. Well, I assume you just plant a Vivaldi potato and it would grow a potato plant. I think that... that... Have you not noticed that a potato, if you keep it long enough, yes. it sprouts yes. things? I think if you plant that... Shut up. I think a plant grows out of it. Next year, you need to grow some audio seeds pots in January or February from Thompson and Morgan ready hang for on, planting in the on, spring. Hang on. From, this is from Laura McGregor. Hang on. Just, Thompson and Morgan. I need to write that I'm down. so happy you're writing this down because I am Thompson not. Thompson and Morgan. Morgan. Order. Jan Feb. Morgan. Jan Feb. Order. What am I ordering? Vivaldi seeds, I guess. Vivaldi no, potato pot, seeds. No, but she said something about oh. seed. Oh. Let's order. Next year you need to grow. Order some seed pots. Seed pots. What's this? Have you guys tried these kiwi berries yet? I bought no. them in Little, one ninety nine in Dublin. Pretty Little? sure the UK okay. makes some kiwi berries. Um, so much easier to eat than regular kiwis. No so, skin to deal with. No acid shock. This is another hybrid. Yeah, because they I aren't right. David ripe. was on that. David yeah. Kane. 
They don't have a problem where you buy a pack, eat two, and then the rest go moldy in the fruit bowl. Look at them. She sent a picture. Look at those little kiwi fruits. They oh, my good, God. They? they look so good. Oh have you God. got a little near you? I do, yeah. Oh, will you get those? I will get those. That was from Sandra uh, without a surname. Sandra Rock 29. Sandra Thank you. Rock. And maybe we'll do one more. Oh. Uh, Davina and Michael, love your work and happy you're returning to my lugs. Can I send you something? My hubby and I have developed making here in Manly, Sydney. We're oh. just starting out with a business, um, for a friend. Designer glasses and slimline cases attaches to your phone. Oh, right. That's quite interesting. Variety of strength. Wait, wait. Explain so, that to me. You're reading it and I'm not understanding Yes, what sorry. You're I know I'm rattling through here. So it's designer glasses and a slimline case that attaches to your phone. So I think it's a phone case where your glasses <gasps> go into it. And I think the glasses are like the ones that Pip's got. Have you seen those? That you just, they're super thin and they just clip onto your nose for if you're reading menus or something like that. Oh. So anyway, yes, you can send us some of these because we really need them. I do anyway. So uh, you came to develop this after we misplaced our glasses just when we needed them for texting, reading, shopping, labels, menus on the go. Yeah, worked out. We always had. It's something you'd like to see. I'd love you to send you some samples. Send us samples, Daryl Sumter. Hang on, Daryl, let me just put my glasses on to yeah, read this. You got them. Because Daryl is saying here that he is in Australia. Yes. So let me finish because he sent another message Darryl here. Daryl and Dave. On a side note, Davina, I found out that recently my daughter, Mia, works with your sister at Blackmores. Yeah, so Blackmores is a vitamin company in yeah. Sydney, Australia. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send you a message, Daryl. Daryl uh, and Dave. With, um, uh, with my address. Oh, and this keeps popping up. Davina, where was your white top from that you had doing the Philadelphia promo? Maybe you had a nice white top on. Um, yes, I, Jane, uh, that's from Jane Boyne. Uh, it's got the puffy sleeve. Yes. I have got it at home. Okay. Um, I've got no idea where it's from because I'm terrible about things like that. Plug so, Jane, I will go and have a look yeah. and I will post the answer to you. Great. Top from Philadelphia. Um, I'm writing that down. Oh. Oh, that'll be someone oh. sending me a card about something. Oh, these will be my fitness equipment. I've ordered fitness equipment, people. A skipping rope. I think we should sign off. And, yeah, and uh, I'm going to review get? them. What else did you get? Those gymnastic rings. Oh, yeah, yes. I know. We're going to sign off. Hey, it's been great. I've really enjoyed this. It's been nice to do it in this kitchen rather than all it's the other nice. kitchens that we do it in. <laughs> um, uh, it's great to hear from everybody. Please keep sending us messages and things like that. It's, it's a joy to hear from you. And, and let us um, know uh, what you're trying out or buying or using Yes. and what you're enjoying. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.